Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver, and our special guest today is Patrick Riley, president and founder of the Cardinal Newman Society. And we're going to talk today about how to find faithful Catholic colleges. And uh, Patrick, I appreciate you taking time this morning. Great to be with you. Thank you. So what got you started? Uh, what made you start the Catholic Newman so- or Cardinal Newman Society? Oh, it's, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, a long process. This isn't something that you go to college thinking you're going to do, right? No, no. <laughs> um, I was just hoping no. for a job when I got out. Right, exactly. Well, so I, I studied journalism at a Jesuit university and became editor of the student newspaper. And, and while I was there, found that a number of things were happening there that were completely inappropriate for a, a Catholic university. They were giving referrals for abortions uh, to pregnant girls. And um, uh, we had a uh, a gay and lesbian organization that was not in keeping with Catholic teaching and, and, a, and a number of other things happening there that I started writing about. And that's really what got me into these issues. It was also while I was at Fordham that uh, St. John Paul II issued his Ex Corda Ecclesiae, which is the apostolic constitution for Catholic universities. So he was saying things in a, in a much better way than I could at the time uh about catholic education that really resonated with with my arguments about what should be going on at this catholic university and so that's really the the beginnings of it uh and and my attention to these issues so what what time frame are we talking about uh this was i graduated in 1991 okay so late 80s early 90s right mm-hmm. and then you started the the cardinal newman society in 93 when did you put out your right. first uh, edition of the College Guide, the Newman Guide? That wasn't until uh, 2000, uh, 2008. Um, it, uh, it was something that, that took a long while to develop. You know, most of what we did in the early years, you know, being a, uh, having a journalism background, a lot of what we did was just exposing problems in Catholic education and trying to you know, we had sort of the naive view of young Catholics that uh, if we if we simply put it out there that there are problems at these institutions, that the bishops and and Catholic parents will say enough and put a stop to it, and Catholic educators will see that there's something wrong with this. <laughs> That's not exactly what happened. In some cases, it did, but um, a lot of know, times, found... unfortunately, they take pride in not being Catholic. <laughs> well, we found that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, a number of times, not just pride in not being Catholic. I, it's a little bit more nuanced than that for a right. lot of them. It's this idea that in order to be a good academic, you have to shed all, all moral standing and all, you know, any, any kind of foundation in religion that somehow it's contrary to being a good academic. And, and of course we make the argument with the Cardinal Newman Society, and, and this is based on, all the great giants, Thomas Aquinas, uh, John Henry Newman, that, you know, that Catholic education is, or, or that, that our faith is foundational to Catholic education, that in fact it, it enlightens everything that we study, it gives more insight, it brings more truth, and, and so it's not at all contrary to the search for truth or to teaching truth, but in fact it's, it's foundational and, and opens up uh, new vistas that you simply can't get at a secular institution. 
So if someone's looking to send their kid to a college, why would they look at the Newman guy? What do you guys do to help ferret out what they need to be doing in terms of um, evaluating colleges? Yeah, so what we did is, so um, just quickly circling back to your, your other question, um, so we initially our thought was we were going to do this guide on all Catholic colleges, and you know that's over 200 Catholic colleges. <laughs> I was going to say that's uh, a heck of an under, over t- undertaking. It was, and we put a lot of work into it. We we looked into every single school, and and what we realized as we went along, and partly with the help of uh, Father Benedict Rochelle, who was um, our advisor at the time, um, now deceased, but right, great you know, guy. He strongly encouraged us. He said, "Look, you know, families want." want to know where to send their kids, right? <laughs> they yep. want to know where not to send their kids. <laughs> and it was overwhelmingly negative. And so we decided to focus in on the institutions that are really doing a great job. And so the Newman Guide looks at, we recommend about 10% of the Catholic colleges in the U.S. Um, and also a number abroad that uh, provide a primarily English-speaking uh, program. So we're looking at programs that are good for American students. And um, the criteria run the gamut from everything from student life to to what's happening in the academics, the core curriculum, the um, the personnel policies, you know, how do they select uh, professors and what are the requirements for teaching at a Catholic college. Uh, you know, we look at everything top to bottom, and there's a line in Ex Corte Ecclesiae that says that every action and policy of the institution must be in accord with its Catholic identity. So there's nothing that we don't look at. Um, we want institutions that that are fully committed to faithful Catholic education. Now, that doesn't mean that even the institutions in the Newman Guide don't every once in a while, you know, have struggles and have have challenges and someone within the institution might challenge it or there might be you know some little slip that they end up fixing but there's always this full 100% commitment to catholic education yeah and i and i can honestly say i've used the guide for for two of my kids went to catholic colleges and we use the guides that we're not looking at anything that's not on there mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact you'll probably find this uh, funny so i my one son went to University of Mary, and it was the year we we were trying to decide the year before they ended up getting on the Newman guys. So we had a meeting with Monsignor Shea, and we went through, and you know he was saying all this stuff. I said, "So why aren't you on the Newman guide?" And he said, "I've been promised we'll be on there next year," mm. and he was. Good. And that and that mm-hmm. school has just taken off. And you know I know this is an indication, but. Both of my kids who went, one went to Benedict and one went to University of Mary. One's a, a priest and one's a nun, or one's studying to be a priest and one's a nun. That's but great. it was because of the faithful colleges. And actually, to look at your guide really cuts out a lot of work for a parent. Well, that's the idea. Absolutely. Yep. It's it's not easy uh, when you're looking for a college, and, and you get thrown a lot of these glossy brochures and um, you know, and a lot of statistics that really don't mean a whole lot <laughs> to your, your son or daughter. Window window dressing. Right. You know, I, a lot of people get exercised about things like uh, graduation rates, you know, what percentage of the students graduate. And, it, and those are all things that are obviously add to the picture of the institution, but it, it really depends on your particular 
son or daughter, what what type of person are they, what kind of things are they interested in, what environment will be conducive to them. And the fact is, and, and we, we repeat this over and over again to families, that even within the Newman Guide, these are very diverse institutions in terms of how they teach, the type of atmosphere that you have on the campus, um, the even the sort of the charism, the approach, mm-hmm. you know, they're all orthodox, but, you know, some places can be very heavy, academic, doctrinally focused, and others um, are heavily focused on the liturgy and the campus life uh, in, in that regard, and then others are just very uh, vibrant and youthful, and, and, you know, they all have elements of that, but the point is, every place is different, and and what we get is some people will have heard of Steubenville, Franciscan University of Steubenville, right. or they'll have heard of Thomas Aquinas College or some of these places, and they'll assume that every institution in the Newman Guide is just like that. And it's yeah, just cookie not cutter. Case. It's not the way, yeah. Right. Yeah, and so you got to go visit them. You got to go mm-hmm. look at them. You got to get a feel because the kids are going to spend four years there. But it's right. nice, to know, especially when you go and you see lines at the confessional and they're doing confession every day and they have right. mass every day and you see mass is packed. I mean, that as a parent does make you feel good that you're sending your kid. Look, you can you can be a knucklehead and go anywhere, mm-hmm. but you really have an opportunity to grow in your faith and and really grow as a person when you use one of these colleges that you guys have screened, which I think is fantastic. That's right. You know, one of the things we we tell families is that, especially in our increasingly secular culture, you know, you have, excuse me, you have parishes, you have parish life to the extent that it exists today. But there's something about living on, on one of these campuses where you have four years of a thoroughly Catholic Christian culture on the campus. And this is something that, that young people, Catholics today, may not ever get to experience again uh, once they're out of college. And so it's, it's a great experience, it's a great formation, and it's a great opportunity to then take that out into the world and try to rebuild it and try to rebuild our parishes and, and strengthen uh, our, our Catholic life outside of these institutions. Well, you know, I was looking on your website uh, the other day, and you have a, a, a link when you, somebody clicks under the Newman Guide section that says, what about other colleges? Mm-hmm. And there's a quote from Dr. Charles Rice, who's a law professor at Notre Dame, and I, I guess you asked the question, you know, what happens if you send your kid there? And he says, quote, he said, that at Notre Dame, a kid who is struggling with his faith will sink like a stone. Right, yep. Yeah, and and the flip side is is one who's very secure in their faith can find great professors and, and right. so you you know you do get that and and what we hear a lot is this I I'd say it's almost Pollyannish um, view and hope from parents that look you know yes I know that this particular institution the campus life is really bad and that the average student is doing things that I don't want my son or daughter to be doing. Um, and the theology is probably not very strong, and or or maybe it's a state institution where there is no theology right. or strong philosophy right. at all. Um, but, you know, I've raised my son or daughter to be a really good kid, and I think they'll be just fine there. Um, there are plenty of in- instances when that, that is the case, but 
I, I think the reality today, especially in our culture today, and especially the academic culture at many institutions today, uh, even those that used to be considered more neutral, right. many state universities, they're not neutral anymore when it comes to our Catholic faith and, and our fundamental beliefs. And this creeps into the literature classes, it creeps, creeps into the philosophy classes, it creeps into history, creeps into everything, it creeps into the sciences, and uh, it can be very overt and, and very hostile. And then there's just the general atmosphere of everybody around you living a completely different lifestyle and seemingly happy and doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, the, the, the students on these campuses don't know that they're, that, that five out of ten kids sitting next to them have serious STDs or that, the, you know, two of the girls sitting next to them just had abortions you know, a lot of that isn't really apparent, but we know by the numbers that 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 is the case. And so there's a lot of trauma and sadness and and serious issues going on with students at a lot of these college campuses that may not be immediately apparent to your son or daughter sitting there. And so there's just so much temptation and so much overwhelming pressure to move further and further away from a genuinely Catholic life, that it really is becoming more and more dangerous. Well, think about it. You're you got a Catholic institutions. And you have a parent paying twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year right, right. to have their kid put in in a cauldron and then hope they don't get scorched. Right. Yep. <laughs> I mean that makes it doesn't make sense and I agree, I hear it all the time. Or I hear, well, I went there. Right. And you're like, right. well yeah, that was 30, 40 years ago. Have, and you, have you checked on it since? Yeah, and that's one of the things. When when we first started the Cardinal Newman Society, that was the biggest challenge. You know, I would talk to alumni of these institutions, and they would say, look, 20 years ago this place was, you know, practically a seminary. What, what are you talking about <laughs> that there are these problems? And it really is shocking to a lot of alumni. I don't think so much today. I think the conventional wisdom has changed. Right, but when you started... When we started, yeah, we you know we would get alumni who would outright accuse me of lying about everything that I told them, and I would show them the news articles and I'd show them the data, and it, it's hard to believe how quickly our institutions have collapsed. and And I guess that's my warning to Catholic families is is we have to be realistic about um, human nature, and no matter how well your son or daughter was raised. Um, people people fall away pretty fast too, and it, it can be awfully shocking. Well, and I appreciate you. You know, you kind of keep up on people too. So whether I mean people meaning colleges, you know, whether they're on the guide or on not on the guide. But I I know one of them, Mount St. Mary's University, uh, you know, has a speaker who promotes abortion, contraception, family planning, and they're having right. him come. And you call them out when they do stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because. You know, we do push very hard to promote these colleges that are in the Newman Guide because for the sake of families, we want families to be aware of what institutions are out there and the places they're doing very well. And, of course, we do that on the elementary and secondary level, too. We have our Catholic education honor roll that identifies strong um, elementary schools and and high schools. Right. Um, 
but you know we we don't have any particular contract with these institutions i mean a- any one of these institutions if it's falling away from the principles and the standards which which we uphold and promote you know we have no problem in fact we we feel an even stronger obligation to make it clear to families that hey there's there's a problem here we're hoping that it gets resolved and we're still hoping that there might be some resolution at mount st mary's but um you know, if if the leadership there decides to, to do something different than has been done in the past, we're going to make it clear to Catholic families. They deserve to know. And I don't know, you know, in this particular instance, but in general, if this issue comes up, like for Mount St. Mary's, uh, mm-hmm. would President Trainer say, like, have a call with you, talk to you, or is this all, you know, kind of you have to send something and emails and whatever? Is he willing to sit down and, and have a dialogue? Oh sure. I mean, we have a close relationship with with these colleges, and good. and and the fact is, I mean, we've been we've been good to them. We've done a lot to encourage families to you know, to send their sons and daughters to these institutions. So, um, you know, and a lot of them are busting at the scene. But <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, it's it's just like any other friendship, right? You know, even if you have a close friend, it's it's incumbent on us as Christians to raise concerns when when they need to be raised for for the good of of the friends. So when you send out you do you send out a questionnaire to the colleges? How do, how do you get mm-hmm. your information that you're trying to find? Yeah, well, I mean the initial review is very in-depth. Um and uh you know, so we look at everything top to bottom, we we interview students, we interview faculty, staff, uh alumni, you know, we try to get a a complete understanding right. of everything that's going on there as far as you know year to year once an institution is in the guide we do have a annual questionnaire that they receive and respond to and that full questionnaire uh, their full responses verbatim are repeated and published on our website so any family can go and look and this this is in the words of of the college itself um, what it says about itself in terms of all its policies and its faculty and all these other things, and then the the review that we do the the profile of the college is ours that's that's our perspective on the place and sometimes they would like us to change things or nuance <laughs> things in a way that the marketing department would rather see, but you know we do it this is this is our words um, yeah that's what how we see it. So do you have colleges that are that are contacting you and say, hey, we want to get on the guide. What do we need to do to do that? Do you ever see that happen? Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We have a number. Um, sometimes it's it's kind of funny because <laughs> there's no way. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's we like but they're that. asking. So that's a good sign. Exactly. You know, the, the reality is um, in order for a Catholic college to really be strong, you have to have strong leadership. Uh, and you have to have strong faculty, and you even have to be bringing in at least a, a, a good portion of students who already get it when they come in and who are there and who can help support the institution. And so, um, you know, you can have these places that end up with really good uh, leadership, you know, like with uh, uh, Monsignor Shea when he came into mm-hmm. University of Mary or um, you know, going back way back to Father Scanlon when he came into Franciscan University of Steubenville. A lot of people don't know that that place was 
a party school with poor academics and not very Catholic, and it was falling apart when he came in and completely turned it around. So uh, you need that strong leadership, but even then, that doesn't qualify a school to be in the Newman Guide. They have to have uh, the faculty that aren't going to scandalize students, and they have to have the policies in place, and, and that can take years, sometimes decades, to put into place. Yeah, and I know. I mean, you you go even go so far as to find out, you know, are the dorms co-ed? Are they single mm-hmm. sex? I mean, it's really, you know, to change all those policies. I know it takes time, but at least uh, it's good to hear that there's a willingness among some institutions to try to figure out how to get to where they need to get to. There is, and 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 there's there's the principled interest, which I think has. I definitely think things have moved significantly over the last. 25 years with institutions being much stronger in terms of their desire to have a strong Catholic identity. And so, you know, we're seeing things move in a good direction at most Catholic colleges in the country. Um, But there's also a very practical business side to this, and that is that the demographics are shifting. We're about to have far fewer um, students graduating, coming out of high school to come into these colleges private colleges are in big trouble and all the industry analysts are saying that a number of a, a very large number of private colleges are likely to close over the next couple decades and so catholic colleges especially these small regional ones have really have to look and say how can we make our institutions so distinctive so attractive that um you know, that that students will want to come here. And the problem is is that for the last 30, 40 years, they've been doing everything they could to look as vanilla as possible and look just like the state university. And so now they're in this position of some of them are getting it. Some of them are saying, if we're not fully Catholic, top to bottom, and we don't attract students from Catholic families who are looking for something different from what they're getting elsewhere, then we're not going to be able to compete. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about, you know, you're, you you have people aren't having as many kids. I mean, the family sizes mm-hmm. are smaller. So yeah, the competition is going to get heated up quite a bit. And when people start going by the wayside because they're not faithful, you know, by the time they figure it out, it might be too late for some of these institutions that... Right. Maybe want to, but aren't willing to make all the changes. And, you know, we only have a couple, about three minutes or so left, but I did want to touch on uh, an article you had just written um, regarding, it's called Pride on Full Display in uh, Hesburgh Documentary, who was the president of Notre Dame. And really, the turning point to get our colleges, unfortunately, where they are today, right? That's right. You know, um, Father Hesburgh was president of. Uh, University of Notre Dame uh, also uh, became head of the International Federation of Catholic Universities, which is a Vatican-based uh, institution of Catholic universities across the, around the world. And so he was very influential. And um, at, the, at the time, a lot of things had been moving in this direction, but he basically threw the Land of Lake statement, which was a document signed by a number of leading Catholic intellectuals, including... Uh, Theodore McCarrick and, and a number of <laughs> others who signed this document, basically saying that in order to be a legitimate academic institution, Catholic universities need to be 
um, independent of the of the church of the hierarchy, independent of Catholic doctrine, and so this is what led was sort of the watershed moment that led things really downhill from there. But this is uh, this is a documentary documentary celebrating mm-hmm. what he did because people still today don't get the damage that was done because of this, right? Exactly, right. And he and he was he's a complicated guy. I mean, he was. Uh, you know, affable and and just a, a great leader had all tons of great leadership skills, but unfortunately relied too much on his own direction and and not enough on on the church's direction and 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 led things in the wrong way. So I mean, I would highly recommend. You know, wh- can you tell people your website because I know this article, your you know all the things you do in terms of following colleges and high schools and other schools are on there. What's the website people can go to? It's a cardinal. Or, I'm sorry. It's NewmanSociety.org. N-E-W-M-A-N Society.org. And it's full of you know all the articles. When you find something, you know, even in a school that's not on the guide, you call them out too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we do a lot of that. Sure. We we highlight what's going on. We want families to be well aware of what's going on in Catholic education. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm familiar with a college not far from us who had no problem taking crucifixes out of rooms and mm-hmm. refuses to allow focus to come on campus. So, I mean, pe- parents really need to look at these schools, and really, I think, you know, the best place to start is your guide. I mean, if you're sending your kid a kid to the college for the first time and have no idea what's going on, I think your guide is perfect to help walk parents through the process. It, absolutely. Yep. We we try our best to to really be a help to families, and so we encourage you to start there and and feel free to ask us questions. Well, and you even have questions and answers there. Questions to ask when you go on campus. I mean, you really you you basically spoon feed people so that they have no excuse not to know. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we hope so. <laughs> and spoon feed is exactly what the Newman Society does. So go to their website at newmansociety.org. Click on the Newman Guide. It'll have recommended colleges. It'll show you how these colleges have been vetted. Are there same-sex dorms? Are the teachers faithful? What percentage of the students are Catholic? Are they teaching the faithful teachings of the church? These are things we need to know as a parent because we're spending a lot of money to send our kids to these Catholic colleges. How bad would it be to spend that kind of money and have our kids lose their faith? Speaking from someone who's sent their kids to college, believe me, going to a faithful college is critical. So go on newmansociety.org to find out about the local and actually national Catholic colleges here in the United States so you send your kids to the right place.